Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up Podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up Podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about the importance of creating business ecosystems, both within your business, but also your business being part of a wider business ecosystem. This is something I've been talking about for a number of years, and it's not like the current situation, the coronavirus, the lockdowns, the economic crisis that we're facing. It's not that they're making us do things differently, more than they're highlighting what we probably should have been doing differently before. Of course, we're going to have to adapt and we're going to have to potentially, you know, reinvent ourselves or certainly re-engineer certain aspects of our business, our marketing, our positioning. I was talking about that on Monday. But, you know, it's really that the rules of success and the new rules of success and how we need to evolve, they haven't really changed. It's just that the current set of circumstances are applying the pressure and forcing that change onto businesses that maybe haven't been listening, haven't been adapting, haven't been applying what they need to the rules for success over the previous years. Why? Well, because an upward economy, it's easy to not follow the rules. An upward economy, you get away with murder. Unfortunately, in a tough time like we're facing right now, you're not going to get away with being lazy. You're not going to get away with not being good at what you do. You're not going to get away with not applying the rules that enable success and create success. And most of these rules, they haven't changed one iota. It's just they're more important than ever for businesses to start applying. Those businesses that have been applying the sort of stuff that I've been sharing with you on this podcast, the three, four, five years leading up to this point, they're the businesses that have been succeeding over that time. They are the rules that some business owners have been reluctant to embrace or until now haven't even known that they are the rules for creating success in their small business. And therefore, it's just it's being highlighted right now under a big magnifying glass. The pressure cooker is on to say, you know what, you need to start doing certain things. You need to evolve. You need to start thinking differently about business. You need to start doing things differently in business. You need to start applying things differently in business. But it's not that these are specific things you need to do differently because of a recession or because of COVID-19 or the lockdowns. It's because of this is what it takes in order to be successful in business. And one of the rules I want to talk to you about in business is it's going to be increasingly difficult to go it alone. Now, entrepreneurial spirit is one that often is that loner, you know, out in the wilderness. This is me, by the way, to some degree, you know, it's it's all on my shoulders. The success and failure of my business of myself is down to me and my hard work alone. And that's a great trait to have. And that's not going to change, by the way, as in you are, at the end of the day, still the only one responsible for your success and for your business's success. However, I'm telling you now, it's going to be very tough navigating the terrain coming up all on your own. I've recorded sessions on this in the past already, that we need to collaborate, we need to partner, we need to joint venture, that we need a helping hand and we need to be that helping hand. We need 
all businesses to succeed so that we can succeed, that we are part of this bigger system. And it's no longer going to be enough for us to have this mindset that I need to go out and win and I need to go out and take from somebody else. So I need to beat somebody. Now, don't be wrong. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to that past a little bit myself because I love the competition. I love the, you know, chasing on the heels of my competitor or even having my competitor chasing on my heels. But the truth is, it's inevitable that that is not going to be the thing that allows us to succeed and to thrive moving forward. I do believe there's a new era in entrepreneurism coming. Whether or not this is the catalyst for that change, I don't know. It might be just one thing that pushes us forward. It might be one thing that pushes us closer to what I believe is an inevitability in terms of what entrepreneurism looks like, especially small business entrepreneurism. It might be this is the big red button reset that someone was talking about on a webinar that I attended recently. This might be the big reset button, the button that forces you know, irreversible changes on us. You know, it might be the big catalyst to create this new era in entrepreneurism that I'm talking about. We don't know yet 100%, you know, are we in it? Are we in that big change right now? Or are we just going through the transitional place right now that's going to take us in the future to where I think it's going? And that is one of true collaboration and really nothing defines it more than thinking of entrepreneurship as an ecosystem, and if we look at our planet, you know, if we look at the damage we're doing to our planet, it's because we're taking from the planet, but we're not contributing back in equal measures. And if we look at competitive business, sometimes it's worked in the past by someone taking something to the detriment of somebody else. And maybe it allows for businesses to be parasitical, as in they don't contribute back to society particularly. They don't contribute back to the wider community of business owners or just, you know, it's populations. It's there to consume people's money. It's there to, you know, transact sales. And I give you something and I take your money and I want to absorb this money. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that's, that's not healthy for the planet. It's not healthy for us. And many people have been demanding, expecting, needing change to happen in society in order to facilitate the long-term thriving of our species, of the planet as a whole. Now, this episode is not about the world. It's not about the planet, but I want to use it as a metaphor for what I mean by ecosystems. So if we go and we just devour rainforests without replanting, if we go in and just consume natural resources without any care of attention about those things running out or what we do to put back in the soil, then obviously you can see that slowly but surely that ecosystem starts to fail. And I do believe that whilst a lot of people are talking about the world as an ecosystem and that we need to work more harmoniously with the planet as a species, I truly believe the same rules apply for us as business owners and especially us as small business owners. We are part of an ecosystem. You know, we are not sole traders, even if we are a sole trader. We're not on our own. You know, we don't exist purely on our own to transact a sale, to transact a service so that someone gives us money, we give them a product, and then that's the end of it. We're part of something much bigger, a web of something that's much, much bigger. And I truly believe that the future of entrepreneurism, the new era of entrepreneurism is one where we are all collaboratively working as part of this ecosystem. Will there be competition within that ecosystem? Of course there is. Of course, there will always be competition within that ecosystem. It's just I truly believe that competition is not going to be the thing that defines that future, that defines that new era of entrepreneurism. I think it would just be one element of a much 
much bigger puzzle, if you like, that we've got to put together over the next period of time, which is one where we start to see ourselves as part of something as opposed to seeing ourselves as independent of something, to see ourselves as one cog in a much bigger machine rather than seeing ourselves as our own machine. And when we're looking at business ecosystems, there's an example that I came across many years ago that I use every single time. And if you've been to Madeira, if you've been to Feng Shui, you'll know what I'm talking about because it's famous. Not only is it on the side of a cliff, the side of a mountain, but actually there's a toboggan run that goes through the streets of Feng Shui. And you go to the top of the mountain and you take the cable car up. So the cable car is there to serve the top of the mountain. At the top of the mountain, there's these incredible botanical gardens. So people go up there and they see the botanical gardens and it's famous for its botanical gardens. And then people can either come back down the cable car or what a lot of people do is they choose to come down the toboggan, the street sled. And what you've got there is just three businesses that serve each other. You've got three businesses here where independently, neither of them would be anywhere near as successful as they are together in collaboration. Now, I'm not saying that these three businesses go and hang out at coffee shops and talk together about collaborations. It's possible they do. But it's just that they've sprung up together like an ecosystem. And whilst each one serves itself, they also serve each other. And together, they are all more successful because of it. The cable car might be successful to a degree if it just took people up to a view. The botanical gardens would probably be nowhere near as successful if it didn't have an awesome cable car with incredible views to take people to it. If people have to climb the mountain or take a taxi up there, then arguably, whilst it's still a draw, people wouldn't make the effort to get to see the botanical gardens. So the botanical gardens create a draw for people to get up the mountain. The cable car creates an experience that draws people to want to get up the mountain. There's these botanical gardens once you get there. Then you're faced with a choice of coming back down. You come back down the cable car, and therefore you're playing your part in the cable car ecosystem. Or what you do is you come down this toboggan sled, which is an exciting opportunity, an exciting prospect. It's an amazing experience. You're not going to get anywhere I've ever been in the world. Maybe it exists somewhere else, but I've never been on one. It's really cool. It's super famous. It's like 100 plus years old. They've been doing this and it's quite an exciting, exhilarating thing to do. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's one of the things to do when you go to Feng Shui. But in order to do that, you have to get up the mountain in the first place. So even if you're not interested in the botanical gardens, you've still got to get up there. And one of the most exciting ways, the best ways of getting up there is the cable car. So what you've got is these three things working harmoniously together. It doesn't end there, by the way, because the ecosystems that I saw in Feng Shui went one step further, because once you come down the toboggan, and you come to where the toboggan terminates, you've got a little coffee shop there. You've also got a little souvenir shop, and you've also got like a little food shop with pastries or their equivalent. And what's really nice about that is once you come down the toboggan, you've obviously been up the cable car, you've been around the botanical gardens, you may have got yourself a drink or whatever. You then come down the toboggan. You might have had to wait a little bit for the toboggan ride. So you come down, and before you move on, and this is, you know, in the middle of Funshul, so there's not a lot of stuff around this, okay? It's all hotels and things, but there's not a lot of restaurants and cafes and things right near it. So you terminate, you get yourself a drink, sit down, recompose yourself, have a chat about what you've just gone through. Maybe you wander around the souvenir shop, maybe you wander around the t-shirt shop, or you go around the uh, food shop. So what you've got, again, at the bottom of this toboggan ride is, again, these, these three or four businesses 
that might not necessarily work together in collaboration, but together as an ecosystem, they all serve each other. The toboggan is the thing that draws the people to that area, to that point. But then when they get there, there's these other businesses that thrive because of the attraction to that point. If you're on the toboggan, you have to get off there. There's nowhere else to get off. And now you've got a ready flow of customers to buy your coffee or buy your souvenirs. So I saw these like two independent ecosystems, but when you really think about it, it's one ecosystem. You know, you go up the cable car, you see the botanical gardens, you might go up there, get an ice cream. So there's a little vendor up there that's, you know, that's thriving because of the attraction of the botanical gardens. Um, people that go up to the botanical gardens then choose to come down the toboggan. People might go up purely to come down the toboggan, but then they go and see the botanical gardens because you're up there anyway. Why wouldn't you? That's what we did. And then you come down and you've got the coffee shop and you've got the souvenir shop and you've got this, this, this self-fulfilling ecosystem where all the businesses are harmoniously in balance with each other. They're not competing with each other directly. They're there to increase the experience of the customer. They're there to increase the serving to that customer, to increase the enjoyment, the experience of the whole day or half day or however many hours they spend, everything comes together to make the whole thing just a better experience. And I do believe when I saw it many years ago, I thought this is the future. This is the future of small business entrepreneurism. It's not one where we go out there and we pitch ourselves against the rest of the competition. Of course, we're going to have to position ourselves in the marketplace. And of course, we may end up competing for funds from our prospects and our clients. But fundamentally, our attitude is one of building experience for our clients. It's coming together in these ecosystems. It goes beyond, for me, partnerships and joint ventures and goes into this, this nurturing ecosystem where each business thrives because each of the other businesses thrive. And I do believe that small business entrepreneurism as a whole will inevitably become an ecosystem of its own. And that's what I believe the new era of entrepreneurism is. Whether that is six months away, 12 months away, and this is the big hard reset that's going to bring that about abruptly, or whether we are just accelerating our natural course to that end, I can't tell you right now. But I do believe, and I can tell you for sure, that businesses who work like this and think like this are going to be the ones that are going to do better and they're going to fare better going through what we are facing right now in the forthcoming recessions and even the second depression they're talking about in America right now. You know, these, these are not good times, but out of tough times, good things do happen. And I do believe change is happening. I think it's demanded. I think it's going to be better for all of us in the long run. I just think it's going to potentially hurt a little bit to get there. But I do believe that if you start to think in terms of ecosystems right now, start to think of yourself working in harmony with other business owners rather than competitively against them. If you start to look for opportunities to partner, to joint venture, to build maybe just small ecosystems to start with. My vision actually is one where small businesses come together in small business ecosystems and then you'll have multiples of these ecosystems that will start to merge and blend and eventually it will blend into a single tapestry or into a single web of what I'm calling the new entrepreneurial era, which is this, this one big ecosystem. And within that ecosystem, just like in nature, you still have you know, competition within that, but it all works harmoniously together. And that way of thinking and that way of operating hasn't been the natural way of being over recent times. The same as we haven't thought about 
our part in the ecosystem that is the planet at large. We haven't, you know, we haven't been mindful of that. You know, we're, we're kind of aware of it and people are always drawing our attention to it. But fundamentally, we haven't lived our lives in that union with the planet. We haven't looked at our surroundings and really embedded ourselves in our surroundings in a way that we contribute as much as we take. And because of that, we face potential crisis. And in business right now, we are facing a big crisis in business. And I do believe that business ecosystems are the way forward. I think it's inevitable. That's where we're going to have to go. I really mean that. I think it's just an inevitability, whether that's a year, five years or 10 years in the future. Right now, it's going to serve you in surviving, first and foremost, this upcoming period. But also, it will give you an opportunity to thrive through what's coming up. So have a think. Think about how does your business contribute? How does it contribute back? Not just directly to your clients. That's transactional. They give you money, you provide a service. They give you money, you provide a product. We're looking beyond transactional. How do you contribute to the wider economy? How do you contribute to the wider business community? What's your part that you play? So within your business, you know, you have multiple cogs that make up the mechanics that is your business. But if your business was one cog of something else, what's that cog? So start to identify how you fit into the wider community because you do. And then ask yourself, am I contributing as much as I'm withdrawing? Again, not directly to your clients. That's transactional thinking. And of course, it's essential that our clients pay us money. We serve our clients. We need to go beyond this. So start thinking about what's the part that you play in the bigger picture? What's the part you could play in this new era of entrepreneurism that I'm talking about? And then ask yourself, who are you surrounded by right now who could become part of that ecosystem, that become forefounders of your own small business ecosystem? Who could you work alongside? We're talking about partnerships and JVs, but we're going much deeper than that. And it's not that you have to just, you know, swap leads and, you know, swap clients and stuff like that. That's at its most basic crude level. What we're talking about here is just like in Funshaw and Madeira, you know, how do you have three businesses that all serve each other? Not parasitically off each other, but they all contribute to each other. One might be the draw. The other one increases the experience. For another customer, it might be the other way around. Many people go up the mountain in Funshaw to come down the toboggan. Many people go up to see the gardens, but come down on the toboggan. They work together hand in hand. Who can you work with? Who can collaborate with at that level? Who could you associate with? Who could you go out to market with, alongside with, that you can stand together with? That together you are stronger, together you provide a better experience, a better service, better products. But also together you attract clients for each other, that you contribute to each other. And then start thinking about how that mini little ecosystem would contribute to a bigger ecosystem. And just be mindful of how this might work for you. The last thing I want to talk to you about now is bringing that mentality into your business. So when you look at your business internally, are you running an ecosystem in your business? Are things harmoniously working together in your business or are you taking from the business but not contributing back? Are you taking from your employees but not contributing back? Again, forget about salaries for a moment. Yes, you need to pay your staff. Of course you do. That's the transaction. But I'm telling you now, for years and years and years now, it has not worked to have a transactional relationship with your employees. 
as a whole, you need to have more of this ecosystem mindset with your employees. Your employees are giving you a huge proportion of their time, their energy, their thought processes, their emotions. They're giving you years worth of their actual life to contribute to you and your business and your goals and what you're trying to achieve. It's not enough to just pay them for that. No matter how much you pay them, it's not enough. You need to give back. You need to contribute back to that individual so that they can go and have the quality of life that they want. In all the businesses that I've worked with and all the businesses that I know, when they think of hiring staff and employing people as a transactional process, they have problems every single time. They think, well, you know, I get 40 hours a week from them and I pay them two grand a week. Or I get, you know, 35 hours a week from them and I pay them a grand a week or 500 pound a week or 10 pound an hour. So, of course, they should do a good job because I'm paying them to do a good job. That's the transaction. This has been outdated for years. It hasn't worked. But still, I see business owners holding on to this notion that because you're giving up your hard-earned money to employ someone, that that's enough. That's the be-all and end-all of having a mutually beneficial working experience. Well, for some people, that's all they want. They just want the cash. I get that. But for most business owners, your staff are so much more than that. They're an intrinsic part of your success, an intrinsic part of your business's growth. And therefore, you need to be an intrinsic part of their life as well. So everyone we employ, we employ them on this, this ecosystem kind of mindset, which, okay, yes, you're going to give us a certain amount of time and energy, and we're going to pay you a certain amount of money. That's the transaction. That's the contractual obligations. Beyond that, how do we serve you as a business to our employees? How do we serve our employees so that they can create the life they want to have for themselves and their family, the things that are truly important to them? How do we contribute to that more than just giving them money? How do we contribute to them having the experience of life they want for them to be able to create the experience of life that they want for their families? So when you're looking internally in your business, are you taking but not giving back? And if you are giving back, are you just giving back in terms of financial terms, which probably is not going to be enough? They're contributing to your success and your goals, and therefore you should contribute back to their success and their goals. And for me, it should be more than just financial. So we want to get away from these, this idea of transactional deals, you know, both in the external world, but also internally with our own businesses. We want to start harmoniously working with our teams, harmoniously working within our businesses and saying, right, you sacrifice so much for me. You sacrifice so much for my objectives and my outcomes. And, you know, I take so much from you in terms of your time, your energy and your emotion. I take years potentially of your life to support me, to help me create what I'm creating in my business. How do I do that for you? And it isn't just paying a salary of two grand a month, five grand a month. It's a hundred grand a year, 200 grand. It's not enough in my experience. It's not enough in my opinion just to have that transactional approach to doing business. So have a think about your internal ecosystem. Have a think about your external ecosystem. You don't necessarily need to change everything now. You might not need to change anything right now. What I'm offering you right now is a perspective change. It's a philosophical change. It's starting to look at yourself differently, look at your business differently, look at the economic landscape differently, look at your competition differently, your collaborators differently, your clients and your prospects differently. Have a look at what you're doing and ask yourself, how do I, how do I give back? Not just transactionally, but how do I play my part in the bigger community that is small business? How do I play my part with my 
staff, my employees? How do I play a bigger part in their life? How do I play a bigger part in helping them achieve what they want to achieve? And fundamentally, how do I give them the experience that they want to have out of life? Not just working with me, but the one they're trying to create for their family and their loved ones. Ask yourself, how are you going to contribute to the success of others who are contributing to your success? Thanks for listening. I hope that has given you a perspective shift. I do believe that the future is bright. I do believe there's opportunity right now. I do believe that this this new era of entrepreneurism is going to be good for all of us. However, it might be a little bit of a bumpy journey to get there. And I do believe that we need to start playing our part right now. As always, of course, you need to listen to what I'm saying here through the filter of your own life, your own business. You need to make sure that any changes you make to your business, to your life, to your working practices, you need to make sure they make sense specifically to you and your business. Don't just listen to what I'm saying as carte blanche advice and go out there and make some drastic mega changes and then come back and blame me for it. Everything I do, it's not a blueprint. I don't say this is what you have to do. This is what you need to do. Follow this rule, ABC. What I offer is a shift in perspective, a change in mindset to get you to think differently and then to apply that thinking to your life, to yourself, to your business, to your market, to your products, to your services, so that you can create the ongoing success that I want you to have and you can take your business and yourself to the next level. If you are a small business owner and you haven't yet hit 100K, don't forget Six Figure Fast Track is waiting for you right now. Go and check it out. It's biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll drop the link in the descriptions below. It's the rules on how to take your business to 100K or more in the next 12 months or less. And they are the same rules that apply in an upward economy, a booming economy that we've had in a negative economy, a downward economy, and whatever the hell this is that we find ourselves in right now. Get your business and yourself on the fast track. I will see you next time. As always, until then, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up.